welcome to the symposium. Here we plan to take Socrates and Plato's legacies to this new generation. I am Arthur, joined by my colleagues, Jeremiah and James. Alright, well, everyone who's listening, welcome. This is the second official episode of the symposium, and this week's episode is regarding the Trump impeachment inquiry. Uh, I say that weird? Yeah, I yeah. I always say that word weird. Inquiry? Yeah, yeah. Inquiry. I'm not uh, so, yeah, so we will be bringing uh, our audience here up to date with everything that we know about this uh, up, about this um, event up until this point. We'll have to go back a couple of years. Um, you get the date? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Today's date is October 8th uh, by this recording so that the audience can have a frame of reference as to like uh, how updated we are on the information. Uh, but we're going to have to go back a couple of years um, in order to get completely squared away here. Um, but first, I'm going to just open it up to opening comments to my two, uh, uh, just, uh, what do you think that we're going to get into? And what's your opinion about, about just, uh, President Trump's situation right now? Do you think he did anything that's impeachable? Uh, Jeremiah, do you want to start? I mean, of course, uh, you would hope that our president, um, isn't doing any impeachable offenses. Um, for example, like with the, uh, Russian investigation, um, I mean, throughout that whole thing, uh, you know, we saw a lot of people kind of, it almost seemed like they wanted him to be guilty. Whereas like, I mean, you don't, to me, like having a, a president commit you know, acts that are impeachable is definitely something that I would like not for a president to have attributes of. But, uh, So it's, there's definitely like, some partisan like bias going on. There's definitely like a other goals rather than just getting the truth here, just um, investigating something for the sole fact of there was a crime. Yeah, obviously there's people who do not want President Trump to be the president. There are people who have been looking for reasons to start an impeachment inquiry. That being said, if there's something there, it needs to be investigated. Of course, yeah. All right. Definitely. I roughly agree with those two viewpoints. Um, I think that I think that you know any president, if there is legitimate evidence they committed that they committed an impeachable offense, then you know a full in-depth investigation is required. I just think that you know in this current political climate, I think that the focus is much less on getting on the truth and getting justice. And I think it's more about just political agendas. I think that the people who are really hammering President Trump about this, I think that most of them are just politically motivated. They just don't like Trump. And that's why they're doing what they're doing. And I don't like that. Uh, Me personally, after looking through all the research that I was able to find, um, I personally don't think and again, like we don't have all the information out there. Hopefully, information will come out in the future. But at this point, I don't think he committed any impeachable offenses. I do think he did a few things that I would say are morally wrong, and that is not appropriate action for the president of the United States to be to be conducting himself. But as far as impeachable offenses, I don't see anything yet that suggests that he did anything in that to that court. So. Um, yeah, uh, if any, does anyone else have anything to say or do we want to just go ahead on to the next point? No, I mean, I agree with you. Like, from everything I've seen of it, I don't think there is evidence, hard evidence, saying that he is guilty of, you know, whatever offense, um, impeachable offense. But, like you said as well, just the, uh, just his actions so far. With that, uh, with this scenario and with others that he's been investigated for, it I don't know. It kind of becomes a a different discussion. So I don't know how far I want to go down that rabbit hole today, um, because if the focus is just impeachable offenses, if he could be found guilty, like things within um, the law that say that he can be impeached for, then. That needs to be the focus because I can go off on a tangent on other stuff, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, but you know, even on that fact, like, you have to realize that the reality of the legal situation is that 
you don't need to have committed a crime in order to be served with articles of impeachment. Because <laughs> impeachment is just a political process. Like, it's literally just a vote. Like, if, if Congress wants to vote you out of office, they can just vote. You don't have to have committed any crimes, and you can be out. Wait, so, like, there's not, like, an actual, like, thing that has to happen. Like, they can just impeach you just to impeach you? I mean, just because they don't like you. Like, if, so if enough people in Congress don't like you. They, they do have to have some sort of justification, like, uh, like um, was it like um, high crimes and misdemeanors? There has to be some sort of justification for that there. But, like, like, like literally, they can have any reason. I mean, I'm not a constitutional lawyer, but from what I understand, you don't have to have committed a crime. It's literally just a vote. If, they, if the majority want to vote you out of office, they can vote you out of office anytime they want. But, like, literally, it has to be, like, all of Congress. So it can't be just, like, a few... A few people who want you out. Yeah. Okay. So, like, that's just a note, and I hope that I hope that that is a good uh, mind, like, frame of reference to put yourself in as we go throughout um, all of the the topics. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if nothing else, I guess we'll go on go on to the next point. So, the first point that we are going to go over uh, quite in depth is the entire sequence of events from the beginning of this story and this scandal up until this point in time, October eighth. Everything that we know, we want to give the audience all the facts out there, give them a frame of reference from where this impeachment inquiry is coming from. Um, before I begin, though, yeah. I just want to uh, remind you two gentlemen that uh, as I'm going through this, um, if there's any point where you have a comment or a question um, to, uh, to interject, uh, just uh, feel free, um, especially if it's something that you think the audience might have in their frame of mind that they think uh, that you think they might have a question about. Uh, but if not, then... <laughs> Uh, we'll just go ahead and so we'll start from the beginning. So the beginning of this, basically back in 2016, um, Joe Biden, who was vice president of the United States at the time, um, his son, Hunter Biden, was on the board of this company called uh, Burisma. Yeah, I believe it was an oil and gas company. Um, and he was just he was just on the board of this company. I don't know exactly how much involved with the company he was, but he was being paid like something like $50,000 a month just to sit on the board of this company, which is like that's 600 grand a year. It must be nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> must be nice for some people. But uh, so Joe Biden, vice president at the time, uh, he was flying around with Hunter Biden. And there are allegations about some of their relationships with China. Um, but Hunter Biden is on the board of this company called Burisma. And there's this prosecutor in Ukraine. His name is Viktor Shokin. And Viktor Shokin is widely believed to be corrupted by the EU, by the IMF, which is the International Monetary Fund, uh, also by the Obama administration. And he is sort of investigating Burisma, but also at the same time, maybe not investigating Burisma. There's a lot of um, uncertainty right there. But at some point, Joe Biden, uh, as vice president, he openly threatens to withhold $1 billion of American loan guarantees to Ukraine unless Shokin is ousted. Which, you know, this is where the speculation comes into place. There's some speculation on the political right that this is maybe the reason uh, that maybe the reason he is doing this is because uh, Shokin was investigating Burisma. Um, you know, a lot of people on the political left and in the mainstream media they claim that that is not the case, but that everybody just wants Shokin out, and Joe Biden is just the one in the position to do it. Regardless of the reason, this is obviously a conflict of interest that Joe Biden as vice president, is threatening to withhold American aid uh, you know, to a foreign country in order to influence the fate of a prosecutor who is working on a case that involves his son. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and open that up to you guys. Like, am I the only one that thinks that's an obvious conflict of interest? No, not at all. No. So, one thing um, I, I haven't seen all of, but I want to try to take into consideration too, is just the fact that even though this is supposed to be kind of an internal situation it's our you know our president our former vice president uh, our you know future like 2020 presidential election which is kind of the basis for a lot of people getting involved in this mm-hmm. it does involve the ukraine does involve a bunch of foreign nationals and it was what 2014 was the uh, or 2016 2016 2016 what was their involvement at that time what like because I know there was um, there were people looking into that prosecutor 
uh, from Ukraine. There were people that I assume looked into the vice president of the United States and his involvement at that time. Uh, I didn't see full details on it because I hadn't looked into it when I first saw it, but what did they decide? Did they finish uh, any, did they uh, conduct any kind of investigation? Did they reach any conclusions? Was there anything released on their side? Because all on, on the Ukraine side, or just anyone outside of the United States, you know, it's a uh, this involves you know plenty of people outside of us. When I take into consideration all yeah. the stuff going on in Ukraine, the EU, uh, just that time frame, like yeah. So to my knowledge, no, there. Uh, to my knowledge, there has not been any formal investigation into into Greece. Well, I mean, you know, it says like Victor Shokin might be investigating Greece, like he might not have been. Like, there's a lot of uncertainty around that. And, like, again, I haven't been able to get all the facts. This is just what I've managed to scrounge up. So, do we know why he's, like, like, why there's this, like, animosity towards this specific uh, journalist, did you say? Or is it investigator? No, it was investigator. No, he's prosecutor. Prosecutor, okay. Why was there, like, this animosity from the EU, the IMF? So, uh, so, I mean, it's just, okay, so it's just the, I believe, just the nature of politics in, in Ukraine like in that whole area of the world there's just a lot of corruption going on like that's mm-hmm. just how their governments are that, that that's how they run things yeah and so i think that you know he's just one of those individuals that that there's a lot of public eye on you know and a lot of speculation as to like who he's corrupt with so okay. yeah and so i so that's just what i've been, been able to find out but i mean i think that it's just in joe biden's position i think it's just a, an obvious conflict of interest on his part yeah. yes uh, yeah. Which, so, yeah, which doesn't mean that he he might be you know he might want to be ousted by justified means. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. And uh, I think that's I think I mean in any case, President Trump does want an investigation in, the, in in this whole matter. And the allegation again is that Joe Biden was leveraging American taxpayer taxpayer dollars for his own personal benefit. Which isn't that kind of what the Democrats are kind of like yes. saying against Trump currently? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. President Trump and, is now allegedly. You know, Doing does this by leveraging American taxpayer dollars allegedly for his own benefit, right? Yeah, and so that—that's where yeah. it becomes an issue in uh, kind of what I was talking about earlier, where mm-hmm. whether or not there, you know, was something illegal done by President Trump. That just that mindset of we, like people are interested in investigating him for that purpose, for you know, basically like handling you know u.s funds towards ukraine how he wants to potentially that's where allegedly rather and so instead of having a defense for that like a very i guess public you know display from tim and from the white house is well why don't you look into um former vice president biden because he did that kind of thing too and it's like if if there's something there I'm all for it. If if you know if you know that there's something that was done illegally or that is potentially illegal, and you can start an investigation, I'm all for it. Yeah. But that shouldn't detract from the current situation. From uh, the situation uh, uh, with uh, President Trump. Yeah. So if if he's being investigated for an issue like that for um, trying to withhold funds from uh, Ukraine for his own purposes, which, again, uh, you know, Democrats and people that are supporting the impeachment inquiry are saying that it is specifically for the foreign leader to investigate a political rival. It's it's the way that they're phrasing it. It's the way that they're framing it. That is the specific part. It's not just withholding funds because, you know, I don't know all the details with it, but like international politics, like you know, there's dealings that go on and how they deal with each other whether there's strong arming or not like yeah i mean the stuff happens foreign policy but the thing is, is do we really know president trump's intentions like maybe it is through true means like he's trying to like like he sees an area where there was an instant but i also right. see what you're right. saying like where he's kind of being a hypocrite in a sense because the reason that he's wanting to investigate uh and, and, and the vice president Biden is same exact thing that he's well, doing so so one thing that I was going to get uh, to earlier, but I actually think it's a good point to bring up now, is that after reading the uh, the entire transcript of the well, okay, so 
little thing. Um, I'm not 100 percent certain that the transcript of the call between Trump and Zelensky that was released. I'm not 100 percent certain that would be full transcript. They may have redacted some stuff. Which, by the way, President Trump as the as the head of the executive branch is full within his right to redact any part of that stuff. He didn't have to release that at all. Yes. But uh, just the point that I wanted to make is that. Uh, is, that, is that after reading that, you could read it either way to where Trump wanted to do this in order for uh, Ukraine to, or for whoever to investigate Biden, or just because he wants them to investigate just generalized corruption in their country. It can be read either way. Yes. So, right. And so I, I don't want that, uh, that kind of side conversation of, well, you know, Trump's intentions with it, whether it be yeah. like, oh, yeah, like just like invest, investigate Biden. So, you know, like, like, oh, he did it. Well, so why is that wrong or like anything like that? Like, I don't want his actual, the way he's been going about it since the, you know, alleged scandal to be the focus. Because again, I could talk on that at length completely outside of just this specific topic. Correct. And we're so the, I, what I'm trying to focus on with this is literally just the facts as little as we might know of them. And like the actual official impeachment inquiry, like the process and any grounds there might be. Yes. And you know, no, whether or not you, you know, think he was just acting like, whether you want to say an idiot, an asshole, or just hypocrite, <laughs> we all have different words for it. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think that should be the focus right now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. And I think, so as we'll go forward, we'll keep that in mind. Um, so at this point, well, actually at the time, the allegation put forth by Democrats and by the media is that President Trump withheld uh, approximately $400 million in Ukrainian aid in order to force them to investigate his chief political uh, rival at the point, Joe Biden. Uh, now, just a little bit of context here as far as the importance of that amount of aid. Um, during the Obama administration, they had not been providing anywhere near close to this sort of aid to Ukraine. They were basically just giving them, they were giving them very, very little aid. But when Trump takes office in January of 2017, that changes, and now we're providing them with significantly more aid than we were before in order for Ukraine to fight the, the Russian, you know, uh, to fight off the Russian proxy groups that are, that have, you know, made their way into Ukraine. Um, uh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry to stop you there. So what was the amount that was said that uh, Vice President Biden said he was withholding? So because um, so I could have sworn that amount yeah. was bigger. So uh, President Biden, and it's important to note that Vice, Vice President, Vice President Biden, uh, he openly threatened to do this. He openly right. threatened to withhold uh, uh, $1 billion in American loan guarantees unless Shokin was ousted. Now, okay. I don't, I'm not quite sure of the clarification between American loan guarantees and foreign aid. I don't know if it's if it's necessarily the same thing. Like, is it? I I, I didn't research that part. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure on that one myself. Right. Well, loan guarantees and what? So uh, the one billion dollars was in American loan guarantees, and then uh, with regards to the four hundred million dollars that Trump withheld, uh, uh, that Trump is apparently withheld was for uh, was just foreign aid. I don't so know. I think I feel like foreign aid would be something that's not repaid back. I think that's just aid that's given, whereas loans are stuff that's paid back. Okay. So yeah. So that's, so that's a, how a, I infer that. I don't want to say that that's true. Right. And I, I don't. Right. I don't want it to be like a. It was worded that way by yeah. someone down the line, like because yeah. obviously just simple choice and wording can yeah, skew the, the yeah. view of it. But, but from what like, that sounds like, it like to me, a loan is something that. Is paid back, right? And aid is something that is given, yeah. Not not with intention of being paid back, but of course, like like you said, we don't know if there was a miscommunication. Yeah, that. yeah. So, so I, yeah, not not yeah. to get stopped up too much on yeah, like yeah, word yeah, choice. Yeah. I just we, it was just the fact that you did bring up that um, Vice billion. President Biden threatened a one billion uh, dollar amount for whatever the purpose was, and then yeah. saying also that. President Trump, or rather the Trump administration as a whole, has been committing more money. I just, I, I didn't understand yeah. the context then of yes. uh, the amount bef- that was given before with the uh, Obama era. Yeah, so I'm glad the question you brought up, there probably is a difference there between loan guarantees and foreign aid. Yeah. Um, that's probably something that we can research later and we'll go back to. Um, but to carry on with the uh, train of events, um, here we come up to 2019. So in mid-July 2019, um, President Trump uh, tells the head of the Office of Management and Budget, 
personally, Nick Mullaney, uh, that he wants to stop the aid to, to Ukraine, but at the time, he doesn't really explain why. Um, and then one week later, Trump had the phone call with uh, Ukrainian President Zelensky. That's the transcript that I have right here. Uh, that I've, oh, who else, who else has read the transcript? I've read it. I've read it. Hey, did you read it? I've read what I've seen of it. Okay. I don't um, know how much of that was, like, the same to what y'all read. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, No, no. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so then... Uh, Trump had a phone call with uh, Zelensky. I believe that was January twenty fifth. Oh, sorry, July twenty fifth. So, so he's before he's made this phone call, he's already stopped giving aid. So before he's like said anything about like I want you to investigate Biden, he's already stopped. So like right, like because like I, I believe so. Yes. It's, it looks like I believe he so. stopped aid, and there's there's not really a reason given quite yet. The, Oh, at as this to why he saw that eight before the phone call. At, at this point, no. Before the phone call, to the best of my knowledge, no. Nothing, right. Nothing's been given. Yeah. Reason. And, okay. Yeah. And then um, a few weeks after that, uh, he has <laughs> still not opened the aid to Ukraine, and then people start asking questions as to why. Um, September fifth, the Washington Post runs a story about the Ukraine aid being held up, and then September 9th is there's this whistleblower complaint. So September 9th, this is where the whistleblower complaint comes in. So apparently, somebody in the U.S. intelligence community files a whistleblower complaint with the Inspector General of the intelligence community saying that something suspicious has gone on with the Ukrainian aid being held up by the uh, Trump administration. Um, so we have now learned, looking back, that all the information that the whistleblower had was secondhand and thirdhand information. Uh, he actually specifically says that in, um, uh, in, in his case, that, that it was all from what he's heard from other White House officials. Uh, and so we actually, we know more information at this point in time, now that we have the full transcript, we know more than he did when he filed that report. Do we have the full transcript? Because as far as I know, we don't have the full stuff. Well, yeah, and that's, that's well, the thing. we have more than he had. I actually was going to bring up a point, but that's actually a good thing like to bring up. We don't know that we've gotten the full transcript. But within what we've read in the transcript, there is no mention of President Trump, um, like the whole, you know, stopping the aid. There's nothing in that in that phone call about yes, and there's actually a point that I'm going to get to later that suggests okay. yeah. that, that that suggests that at the time of the call, Ukraine may not have even been aware at all that the aid was being held up. Really? Okay. Yeah. So we'll get to that later. But um, yeah. So um, so uh, but the notice goes out to the again. This is September 9th. The notice goes out to the Inspector General, uh, and then he decides that it is urgent, which means that it now has to be reported to Congress. The director of national intelligence steps in and says, well, whatever the content is, it doesn't fulfill the statutory requirements of urgent, so it can't be turned over. So September 9th is when Congress finds out that this thing even exists. And then two days later, on the 11th, Trump releases the, the aid to Ukraine. And so they're, and so on the on September 11th is when they were given the aid again. So they were give, giving it back? Yes, they were. It kind of so, seems like he's like kind of well, backtracking a little like... He, well, no. So at that point, the case against him is that he was leveraging the aid to get what he wanted from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And then once it became public, he released it because he didn't want the blowback. Now, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the case again. That, that's part of the case against him. Mm-hmm. Now, whatever the blue. Maybe we need to, you know, like look at both sides of this. Like maybe there yeah. is possibly what's happening. Yeah. And also, uh, this is also an important point to bring up. Also, in the case against Trump, um, Rudy Giuliani, who's the president's personal personal attorney, Mm -hmm. has apparently been spending the last two years in and out of Ukraine investigating uh, Joe Biden and and Hunter Biden. Um, And then, you know, the the, the problem for Trump is that that, uh, Giuliani goes on TV and says that the reason why he is in Ukraine is because the State Department sent him. What's weird about that is that the question is, why is the State Department sending the president's personal attorney to to Ukraine to investigate these matters like like we have we have ambassadors that that is for. yeah so that's sounds a little fishy I mean it sounds fishy but maybe it's just I mean well, maybe like, there's no mouse publicly like was it made public that this was happening or was this like released post all this is happening and so like they're, I mean again trying to like I mean I keep that paper trail kind of like like yeah he was he was over there doing you know like doing all those things I mean, I felt like it must have been pretty obvious the entire time for two years that he was constantly in and out of that country. Um, I'm not sure exactly how much was public as to like, yeah. what he was doing during that time. But in any case, it's weird. And yeah. we'll probably eventually come back to that point. But um, 
But, uh, you know, and then the Democrats say that the transcript of the phone call is what shows the incriminating evidence against Trump. Uh, now Trump releases the, the transcript and says that it's fine because it shows no quid pro quo, which, um, you, I mean, with quid pro quo, we all, all know his Latin for this, for that. It means that there's a clear deal, like an exchange line. You give me this, I give you that. Uh, he says there's no quid pro quo in the transcript. Uh, you know, everyone who's against him on this says, no, there isn't a quid pro quo. And then, and then uh, September 25th, uh, or the, the, the 24th, somewhere around that time, is when the transcript of the phone call is released. Now, here's my opinion, is that the transcript of the phone call doesn't really clarify that much. Um, in my opinion, like I said before, it could be perceived both ways. Uh, to where like it, so it does not prove quid pro quo. Like I think that's pretty explicit. Mm. Uh, now it does not completely exonerate the president uh, in this case because most people, most people's opinions about President Trump and what he did here really isn't affected by the content of the transcript. Mm. If, if you read it with the idea that he's trying to influence Ukraine to get what he wants, uh, it can be read that way. If you if you are just reading as if you are reading it as a as a pleasant conversation between President Trump and President Zelensky, and at some point they talk about you know them wanting to increase investigations on political corruption in Ukraine, it can also be read that way. So that's um, what I think we should urge listeners to go ahead and actually go reach out and read the transcript themselves, which actually uh, I could possibly link within the description, um, um, so they could get. Yes, that would be an excellent tip. Okay. Yeah, write a note of that somewhere. We'll yeah. we'll definitely put the link in the description of this episode where people can feel free to pause the video right now, go read the transcript, and then come back with a fresh mind. Um, but so, um, James, I'll just uh, ask you real quick: from what you have read about the transcript, uh, does does that sort of make sense that it could have been read either way? Oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Because again. From what I've seen of the transcript, it was a rough transcript. It was, uh, wasn't the full version anyway. Um, and the word choice that was there, it's like, like I kind of said earlier, you know, I can't, um, I can't say that I would understand exactly how a conversation between two, um, like, leaders of countries would go. Whether it's in an official capacity saying, you know, that they want someone to look into something or that they might have, a, you know, their own way of conducting some kind of deal to make sure that foreign aid, for this example, is being provided, then I don't, I'm not going to say I understand exactly how that kind of process would go. But what I have seen is that President Zelensky was saying he didn't feel pressure um, to like act in any sort of way because of money being withheld. The Trump administration saying that the reason they withheld it, and this, I, I don't know if this came out after the, um, all the complaints or whatever, but that the reason they withheld the money was because other European countries were not committing as much to yes. Ukraine. Just like they've done with, uh, with NATO, I believe, where it's like, you know, hey, why are we making the most commitment? It should be matched, which is complete opposite of what people are um, saying the purpose of withholding the money was. So the fact already that that's so, I guess, like confused, no one's been able to point out a specific thing about it from the rough transcript kind of makes, you know, people feel like, myself included, that you would need of the full transcript. So do we know that there that this isn't the full transcript? Like we are positive, there's no doubt in our mind that there this is not the full transcript. No, no doubt in my mind, I, no. I, 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 so, we, so this could be, but it could also not be the full transcript. Like there could be redacted pieces, but we're not 100% sure either way. Uh, that is my estimation, yes. Which by the way, it's important to note that even if there are pieces that, that are missing, that shouldn't reflect poorly at all on President Trump. Because as I said before, he has every he had every right to keep this thing a secret and to not release it. Of course, yeah. But at the same well, time, it does look a little like if, if there are like redacted pieces, like yes, I mean in, in some cases, yeah, like this could be for a, for for a good reason. But at the same time, it also to the you know like layman's eyes, it looks kind of like some like a little fishy. Yeah, and all, also so. Um, 
from stuff that I've seen about the uh, the whistleblower's actual comments on it, because obviously the um, identity of the whistleblower that is still unknown. Um, yes. We we know they're part of the intelligence community. We know that they're. I believe it, uh, it was said that they were part of the CIA. That's what I heard um, as well. But their actual full complaint hasn't been. Uh, I, I don't know published yet because there's there's the process. They have to go through the uh, they have to go through Congress. They have to go through like the intelligence communities, <laughs> like basically rep. I don't remember the actual title, but rep for uh, uh, Congress. But some of what I saw that they had said was that, again, secondhand information or even thirdhand, um, that senior White House officials were trying to intervene to lock down all records of the phone call before, like, any of this came up. This was, um, I want to say, late July, right after the phone call, maybe early August, that that was part of the reason it was coming up was because um, White House officials were trying to intervene to lock down records of the phone call. Um, with specifically saying that the official word-for-word transcript of the call that was produced and is, you know, it's customary for this to be recorded. Um, there's a, like a, there's a normal documentation archive and instead that the White House, you know, these White House officials were trying to send it to a separate system that was used to store and handle classified information, which if it is set to that level... Obviously, there's a process and there's just a hassle to try to bring it back down to an unclassified level. Right. And so whether or not it's a clear, you know, this shows clear intent, they're trying to stop something. It's definitely like a gray area as far as it's they're delaying it. Whether or not it's, you know, oh, we're like we're specifically trying to delay this because there's something wrong. It's one of those situations where in, you know, all that political climate where it's one means to delay getting this information out because as you said earlier, Arthur, the actual complaint, the whistleblower complaint, no one really knew about it until September. September 9th was, the, was when Congress even found out that this thing existed. But the complaint was put in, I want to say in August, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, and was like, there, oh, fuck, I forget the actual title, my language, but I forget the actual title, but <laughs> There was, uh, there was, yeah, yeah, there was the actual, you know, effort made to not bring that before Congress. I think the wording there was that it wasn't urgent, didn't need to be brought up immediately. Yes. So, yeah, so uh, what you're referencing is that the director of national intelligence stepped in and said, well, whatever the content is, it doesn't fulfill the statutory requirement for urgent, so it can't be turned over. Right. And I'm just going to, I mean, since that's the information I have, I'm going to trust that the director of national intelligence has the right to make that decision. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure, for sure. But just, again, the fact that, like, part of that complaint, when uh, when it was first made, was that there was, you know, there the process of classifying information that like normally wouldn't be just uh, potentially, you know, allegedly try to keep that information from going public or at least delay it, slow it down from coming out. Yeah. It, it just, again, it adds, there's nothing de- uh, definitive about this. And that's kind of the situation because if we're talking the Trump impeachment inquiry as a whole, there's investigations that have been going on that are still ongoing. A lot of the investigations into the president or the Trump administration as a whole, not all of them are finalized. They just aren't as, like, they're not mainstream news anymore because something happened and, you know, they moved on to the next thing. But some of these investigations are still ongoing. And there's been a common theme of, and this is common in politics from what I've seen, just withholding information, making it really slow, like as hard as possible to get information out. Whether or not it's because there's something wrong or because, hey, you're my political opponent and I'm just going to like make this, you know, make you work for it kind of deal, like slow it down. Or because it's just the process of how things work. Right. And so, yeah, whether that, uh, that comes down to what we were saying earlier, whether it's like, whether there's an impeachable offense 
or whether it's just a really big amount of effort in this whole gray area. Like we can all kind of agree that like, okay, maybe this sounds weird, but there's nothing you can say that this person right here, individual committed a crime. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of in like, the thing is, is like, this is still very much in the midst of this whole investigation inquiry. Yeah. Um, like we don't have any like concrete. Oh, I mean, we do have the transcripts, which is concrete evidence, but it's like, there's not really any formalized, like, this is, you know, this is a decision that we made as to if President Trump is somewhat guilty or, or anything. Like, we don't, we don't really know anything at this point. And that's, that's going to be what's going to be interesting to see in the next couple weeks, months. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, shit, the last, uh, the last investigation lasted, what? Two years? Two years. I think so, shit, that. We, might, we might have another two-year investigation on our hands. Well, so that's the thing is... Um, obviously, like I said earlier, if there's something to be investigated, I'm all for it. If it takes its time, investigate it. And just because, uh, like, the investigation might, for some, be focused on finding President Trump guilty of some crime, uh, to my knowledge, the, you know, the Russian meddling with the elections investigation found that, hey, the Russians were meddling with the elections, which... Some of us might say it's common knowledge, but other people yeah, but never never heard of it. And then also having people that were found guilty of crimes mm. and convicted of crimes during that investigation. Don't get me wrong. Were people on the left upset because President Trump wasn't found guilty? Yeah. yeah. But I still think it was a good investigation. If you found people were committing illegal actions and they were, you know prosecuted as such yeah i'm all for it um and so like the kind of reason i wanted to bring that up and final point i want to make on that is like yes there's obviously going to be you know political agendas with this look at the timing of it you know democratic you know primaries are ongoing sure but we're moving very quickly into the 2020 election cycle starting an investigation into the incumbent you know, who will be running, obviously the timing helps whoever ends up on the Democratic ticket. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, look at what they did with 2016 as well with uh, all the investigations, or not investigations, rather, the scandals with the uh, um, Clinton being on the Democratic ticket. Again, whether or not there's something there, there is definitely political benefit to calling that out, trying to push people to investigate it leading up to the election. But again, this is getting way off topic, but it's yeah. just, it's, it's something to consider because there's nothing official, like there's nothing concrete saying illegal action has been taking place yet. Yeah. And there's push from both sides for actual investi- you know, investigation, actual you know, motive or actual crime you know, being committed. And then there's push on both sides for political reasons of you know, hey, what's the best chance of winning our side of the election? Yeah. Let's win this, you know, investigation right now. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I definitely want to make sure that's apparent. That doesn't deal with the facts like we've said we want to talk about, but that's a lot of people's motives when it comes to Congress or Senate or the president or the, you know, Democratic nominees. Like, there's so much swing on both sides, so much bias on both sides. So, mm-hmm. it's... Like, trying to separate that from the facts is definitely something that needs to be done here and, you know, amongst them in Congress. Yeah. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, we just keep that all in mind. Um, but, yeah, and I think that, it, I think it was it was September 26th, which was the point in time when both the transcript of the phone call and the transcript of the whistleblower complaint you know, there may have been some points missing, but that's when as much that has been released, was released, was on September 26th. And at that time, you know, is when people, especially on the news, started making known assumptions about the whole thing. Um, by September 27th, we knew that there was something suspicious or that there may have been something suspicious about how the whistleblower went through the process. And uh, that was uh, in reference to uh, Congressman um, Adam Schiff. Who uh, Adam Schiff is on the uh, the uh, House Foreign Affairs Committee, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, well in order to bring this up, we have to 
backtrack a little bit. So the phone call happened on July 25th. The whistleblower starts starts pushing this complaint around through the system um, on August uh, on August 12th. Um, Congress is made aware of the existence of the whistleblower complaint on September 9th. Um, but something that is sort of unusual is that um, Adam Schiff uh, tweeted out on uh, August 28th, which keep in mind, this is more than two weeks before Congress is supposed to be aware that the complaint exists. Um, on the 28th of August, Adam Schiff tweeted out, um, he tweeted out, Trump is withholding vital military aid to Ukraine while his personal lawyer seeks help from the Ukraine government to investigate his political opponent. It doesn't take a stable genius to see the magnitude of this conflict or how destructive it is to our national security. Now, that is pretty much the content of the whistleblower complaint. So either this is a massive coincidence or somebody in the whistleblower's camp or perhaps the whistleblower himself was talking to, 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 to Adam Schiff this time. Now, this just raises... It, it just raises some questions as to whether the whistleblower went through the proper procedures to release the information, or if it was a politically, or it could possibly have been a politically motivated hit in which the, he went went around the proper procedures and directly coordinated with Adam Schiff. But so, at this point, we don't know for sure. Um, think back on um, some of the remarks you'd made earlier, Arthur, where the whistleblower's complaint is already known to be secondhand or even thirdhand information. So, you know. For Schiff, like, did he get the information from that whistleblower? Did he get information from the same sources that the whistleblower got it from? So just because someone else knew the information, the whistleblower was already second or third hand information for them, which means there was there were like middlemen in between that knew the information. Yes. You know. So to my knowledge, uh, the so by reading the whistleblower complaint itself, the majority of his sources were were White House officials. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, um, Adam Schiff being able to, like, get that information before it uh, Congress was officially notified, I don't know if that necessarily means that the whistleblower, like, or someone involved with that whole side, if there was, you know, someone doing something wrong. Because from what I had seen, the whole reason it was delayed was because that they were, went through the process mm-hmm. um, of going to, you know, the intelligence committees, like, rep there and presenting that complaint to them. Uh, I believe the, um, who's the investigator general? Oh, the investigator, wait, the investigator general? Or inspector general. Inspector general, that's the words. Um, Looked into, like, you know, kind of tried to verify, kind of just vet the whistleblower and the complaint. And I remembered seeing a comment saying that there the inspector general wasn't confident that there wasn't political bias involved. So, you know, that whistleblower might have some kind of political bias with this complaint, but that it was valid enough to, you know, not like brush off. Basically it was valid enough to actually keep, um, pushing forward with it. So again, like from what I've seen, uh, the first whistleblower, went through the process as required by um, as required by you know law or required by their rules I guess mm. if someone else ha- like knew the information all of the information we've seen so far has been kind of like you know people finding out from White House officials or from secondhand information like things have been spreading outside of just official statements. Does that make sense, kind of? Because I know I'm kind of really Yeah, so I think, I think the original point you were trying to make is that is that it's not necessarily that the whistleblower like went around procedures to get this to Adam Schiff specifically. Right. I mean, that, that might just be a coincidence. It may be that someone else in the whistleblower's camp or like maybe one of his original sources went to Adam Schiff. I'm just saying that that, 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 that also brings up that there is something else behind how all this information came out. So we need to keep in mind that not just what, what President Trump is, is, is being accused of, but there are other people out there that may have done some shady things in order to try and get this information out there, probably with the intent to hurt President Trump. So hopefully all this will come out, you know, as the days go on. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so like also, uh, getting back to the timeline, uh, also by around like September 27th, um, you know, the, the ideas were formulated at the news for a few days at that point. 
um, by the 27th, uh, there was approximately like, give or take, there was probably like three main theories that were in favor of the case of impeachment against President Trump. Now, there was probably some more ideas out there, but these are like the main three that I was found as I was listening to all the uh, news coverage out there. The first theory was that Trump merely was that Trump merely asking the Ukrainians for information on Biden is impeachable. And by my estimation, that is not true in the slightest. It's not a crime. It's not a. It's not a misdemeanor. Um, it, it, it's not against the law for Trump to do that. Even though I do think it's a bad thing for the president to be going to a foreign, uh, to a foreign, uh, uh, you know. Government to try and seek information on his political opponent. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not illegal <coughs> for him to use another government to, like, help gather information about a political opponent. About a political opponent. Yes, I don't illegal? think. It, it, no, it's 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 not illegal. It's not, okay, it, it's not a crime. I just think it reflects poorly on the office of the president. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. So I don't know the exact law with that, but. I mean that's just my knowledge. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but yeah, yeah. So um, that 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 is the main focus from what I've seen from uh, the Democratic side is yes that the main uh, purpose of the impeachment inquiry, as far as the Ukrainian scandal, is that President Trump withholding money, trying to you know leverage uh, U.S. government funds towards Ukraine. Mm-hmm in a way to influence a political leader to investigate, um, I'm sorry, influence a uh, foreign leader to investigate a political rival. But again, mm-hmm. that, that's just because we don't even know. And also a lot of the other stuff is just so much of that gray area. It's mm-hmm. hard to establish. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, um, I know you looked into it, Arthur, but like when we're looking at historical stuff for impeachment, what was the actual process or what was the actual justification um, as far as impeachment in that regard because I know it's a different situation but again like what brought up the uh, you know impeachment proceedings previously and uh, yeah kind of what was that process because we you know to have some context for all of us moving forward on how the situation will go so from what I found uh, in my very quick uh, research, I, I found uh, so like there's two that were impeached in the past. Um, right. Two presidents. Presidents, yes. Um, so President Andrew Johnson in 1868, who was uh, fired. He was impeached because he fired his cabinet secretary without the consent of Congress. So there's doing something without consent of Congress. I don't know if the financial aspect of it. If you do it without Congress consent, I don't know. But then. President Bill Clinton in 1998 was impeached based on perjury and obstruction of justice, and uh, and I mean we all we all know about that. I mean we were alive for that, kind of. Well, yeah, we were young, but we were. I, we were like, I don't remember that at all. I don't even, <laughs> like like honestly, I don't even remember like a presidential election until I think 2008. That's the first time I remember fault like anything with regard to yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember the stuff with President Bush. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like we, there was actually a lot of attempts at uh, impeaching presidents, which we'll we'll get into when we talk about historical. Yeah, we'll get into that later. But yeah, we got let's let's get back to the timeline. Uh, we'll try yeah. to hit this up. Try to get this done. Yeah. yeah so uh, so, but again, uh, theory number one was that Trump merely asking the Ukrainians for information on Biden is impeachable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's legally true. I just think it's bad. Theory number two. Mm-hmm. Do you have a point? No, I was just. I, I don't. I, I agree. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So theory number two was that there's a massive cover-up going on. That Trump knew that all of this was going to hurt him, so he covered this whole thing up. Um, except we have the transcript of the of the phone call and the whistleblower complaint. And like I'll say it again, President Trump was well within his right to not release any of that. Now he released it. There's some information that's redacted, which still leaves the door open. But this, that's a pretty good indicator that there's no cover up because they're releasing all this stuff. I mean, see, right? See, but some of that's no. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, again, like I, I don't know the full like process, but um, again, like the focus isn't necessarily having a foreign leader investigate political rival, which we kind of agree is kind of a gray area. It was the whole pressuring, uh, quote unquote, pressuring the foreign leader to investigate you know, with the uh, the funds that were. 
um, supposed to be sent to Ukraine. But with that aside, um, again, it's just like we we have the rough transcript of the call and we have a lot of the information, but I don't know if we have 100% of the information of the whistleblower complaint. Well, we don't. Exactly, because yeah. they haven't, well, we you know, they haven't testified in public. I know that was a push from people, um, mainly from what I've seen, Republicans are pushing to have the whistleblower testify in public, which they don't have to because of yeah. the w- whole whistleblower. Like, uh, I don't know if it's a law, but like the like the things that are supposed to protect whistleblowers so that they can bring up what might be illegal action and you know keep their careers. And potentially more safe. God forbid they get suicided. Um, but yeah, right. No, but so it's just we have a lot of information, but not everything for any single one part. Yeah. And so that's what throws up uh, all this speculation for everyone. Um, but again, so like. It's kind of all how you phrase it, you know, the context with which you take into account all the different factors from the left side. They're going to look at it, whether or not it's politically driven or not. They're going to look at it as the president uh, was trying to strong arm a foreign leader to investigate a political opponent. But at the same time, when I read that transcript, it didn't look like strong arm. Yeah. But, right, right. Again, rough transcript. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. but it's how it's how we're reading it based yeah. off of you know a little bit of bias on our own parts going into it, and then kind of just the context of what we know about it beforehand and Fair. Uh, and yeah. afterwards. Which is why the point of this show, at least in my opinion, is that we are trying to separate the facts from the opinions as yeah. best we can for the yeah. audience. Because, yeah. like you said, like the whole uh, just saying uh, the president trying to get a foreign leader to investigate a political opponent that not being illegal. I hope it isn't because he straight up said on live television that he thinks they should investigate him. And, you know, China should investigate him too. That's paraphrasing, obviously. But I mean, that's pretty close I, to it. Yeah, but yeah, he specifically not, said that. So it's like, yeah, yeah I, I really hope that isn't um, yeah, actually illegal because he's very up and front about it. If, well, he's very like, – here's the thing about President Trump. He's very up and front about everything, even things that aren't true. He just he just says stuff. And, like, <laughs> yes, it's important what he says because he's the president. But I'm just saying, like, not everything that comes out of his mouth is reflective of actual policy. Right. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. But uh, – oh, uh, but, yeah, so um, so the second, the, the second theory out there was that there was a cover-up. And, again, we're still uncertain about, like, all that – the third theory is that there is that there was a quid pro quo between Trump and and, and Zelensky. That that the idea is that Trump withheld the military aid to try and get the Ukrainians to investigate his political opponent. Um, now the transcript can be read in a way that that supports that theory, but again, not conclusively because yeah. Trump never makes the quid pro quo like clear. And also, there is evidence to suggest that the Ukrainians didn't even know that the aid was being withheld. At the time of that phone call, mm-hmm. so like you know, again, trying to get both points on this, there was a there was a Washington Post. Uh, they ran a story on September twenty seventh, saying that the whistleblower complaint doesn't dwell upon the quid pro quo too much, saying it wasn't clear Ukraine was even aware that the aid was being withheld. What does it say about official? Uh, well, what it does say is that officials believe Trump uh, dangled the meeting with Zelensky as a reward to play ball, which to me sounds like. Uh, the so-called quid pro quo in this case was not about military aid to Ukraine. It was just about increased good relations between the Ukraine and the United States. And by the way, the Washington Post quote, uh, that Washington Post quote is just paraphrasing from what the whistleblower complaint itself says. And the whistleblower complaint itself says, quote, as of early August, I heard from U.S. officials that some Ukraine officials were aware that U.S. aid might be in jeopardy, but I do not know when um, but I, I do not know how or when they, 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 they learned of it. So if Ukrainian officials only knew that the aid was being upheld as best of our knowledge in August and the call with Zelensky happened in July, then a quid pro quo could not have existed. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just like, again, it, it's not confirming that they didn't know in that they didn't know until August. But based on the pair, the uh, direct phrasing from the whistleblower complaint, that is the indication. 
So I, I, I hadn't seen that Washington Post article myself. Um, the things that I've seen from the whistleblower complaint, again, a lot of it was like there have been some quotes taken from it, but until you can have an official like this is I haven't seen it myself. This is what the whistleblower said, uh, the first whistleblower said in their, you know, initial complaint. Um, all of the details on it. I don't know how much to argue with that because uh, that was that again. Uh, another thing too is that was only part of what I saw of it. Another part was, and you touched on it a little bit earlier, saying that the president has the right to, you know, try to not release all the information with that call. But that was part of the whistleblower's initial complaint was that there's a standard, I guess, channel of kind of just documenting these calls, like uh, transcripts of these calls. And for some reason or other, the transcript of the call was put up to a, you know, a higher classification than that whistleblower thought might be needed, whether because of, uh, you know, information that they heard secondhand or thirdhand, or whether it's because, you know, and whether that information that was second or thirdhand be like, Politically based, whether it was this whole, you know, withholding money to force someone to investigate or whether it was something that, hey, maybe there actually was something worth trying to keep at a higher classification. We don't know. But from what I what I've seen of the whistleblower was that it just seemed out of the norm that this information, this uh, transcript was being withheld and classified like that. And then also their comments of... Uh, they, you know, what they'd heard secondhand, thirdhand, whatnot, was that it was politically driven. Yeah, and again, we can continue arguing like the right. Same and, and, and yeah, um, and, and another thing with that too is that you know there there was a second whistleblower that has apparently yes, and, come and up. I will uh, get, get to that in just a second, like at its okay. point. Yeah, in, in yeah. Timeline. Uh, real quick, um, before I move on, I will say that we will also make sure to put the link to the whistleblower complaint. Um, also in the in, in, in the description so of that course, the audience yeah, can read definitely. it. Um, so is that the Washington Post article or the the whistle, official? Whistle, yeah, the whistleblower complaint because I want them to be able to read it in its entirety. Okay. Um, so so yeah. So going back to the timeline. Um, so that was uh, the last point I made was on September twenty seventh. By October second, uh, so six days ago, as the time of this recording, mm-hmm. um, the impeachment inquiry um, had shifted from those three original theories. And a lot more allegations uh, that was being brought up by Democrats, by the media, was shifting away from those three original theories. And we're more focusing roughly on the idea of obstruction of justice, like sort of bringing up what, what you were saying, how, right. how there's also a lot of questions as to how all this information was released. And, the, and that's sort of where the, the media are harping on, like their attacks against President Trump uh, as, of, as of that. Um, and then also... Um, just in the past uh, a couple of days, you know, we've seen reporting uh, about a second whistleblower. Um, from what I've been able to gather up until this point, the second whistleblower isn't really presenting that much new information that the first whistleblower didn't already present. Um, a lot of a lot of this individuals, um, what they have to say is confirming only what the first whistleblower had to present. So right. at this point, uh, I haven't seen that much new information with this uh, second whistleblower, but I hope that as time goes on, that we'll that we'll be able to see more. Uh, more of what they, they have to offer and also with just the situation in general we'll continue to keep ourselves up to date so that we can keep our audience up to date yeah of course there any, uh, closing remarks before we uh into this particular yeah so i mean uh it, it's good that you know arthur could keep tying it back to this timeline with the actual facts because again there's so much gray area mm-hmm. you have to try to pull like you have to search almost to find what is actually known in all of this, whether it be whistleblower complaints, whether it be actual actions by the president or the White House administration or other people that have political motives or otherwise. And so only thing looking at that is when it comes to this whole gray area surrounding this thing um, and you know what Arthur made the comment on like media kind of looking into slash attacking um, the administration about it's the same thing that kind of always have attacked them about because you know take the, the investigation with like Russian meddling half of that at least coverage wise was sure like 
whether there was collusion. The other half was obstruction of justice, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, efforts from officials to stop or slow an investigation. Yeah. And that's the same thing here. Almost half of it is based off of the whistleblower complaint saying the president, like, did something illegal by potential or allegedly withholding funds so someone could investigate his political opponent. The other half from whether it be media or Democratic side pushing is, well, now they're trying to withhold the information. They're not releasing the full transcript. They're, you know, we don't know that yet. Right. But, but that's, that's kind of, that's how it's being presented. Yeah. If you like, you know, when you like, if you watch any of the news, like, you know, news reportings on it or any of the articles that come out about it, that's the, that's the narrative that's being pushed. Yeah. But I mean, we, we all know that most media has a negative spin on President Trump. We don't know that this isn't the full transcript. Right, this but could well, very well be. But at the same time, so that, yeah, that, that's, that's that's the point I'm trying to get across is that like only half of this is actually being focused. You know, whether it's you know politically biased or not, only half of it is ever really being focused on illegal action with all of these investigations into the president or the White House administration as yeah. it stands, mm-hmm. and the other half has almost always involved. Like obstruction of justice or just, you know, other means of slowing down or kind of hampering an investigation or any requests for information. Hell, it was just like this week that the uh, some federal judge was trying to actually authorize President Trump's tax returns to be released. And it's like that's been something that's been talked about for years. So, again, it's just trying to separate what is the exact facts as we know them, as few as they are, versus the political bias pushing for um, prosecution on alleged illegal action or prosecution on, like, just obstruction of justice. Mm -hmm. We're never going to get an impeachment on obstruction of justice. They're never going to definitively prove that. There's always going to be gray area there. I mean, it just but depends that's on why, where they're going to shift their, their focus from here. Right, but that's why like things like the this current scandal are so big because that's their current you know thing to home in on. They were homing in on the you know Russian meddling, the Mueller uh, report, because they wanted to see collusion. The obstruction of justice, which was still being investigated, People, everyone is kind of passed on. Yeah. It is still being, like, as to my knowledge, it was still being investigated, but no one cares about it anymore. Same thing with this. Whether or not they find something on this, the whole obstruction of justice, like people saying that there was information being withheld or being delayed, that's not going to be what, you know, in potentially incriminates and, like, is a means for impeaching the president. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... And, but I digress. Yeah, and... Yeah. Um, okay, okay, so that being said... Wow. We, um, let's... Let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's get, get, um, keep our bearings here. Uh, so, I guess we're good? Yeah, I'm right, good. So, uh, that was the uh, Trump-Ukraine timeline of events. Uh, this is going to be part one of uh, this whole segment. Um, next week... Or not next week. Next part is going to be um, on the constitutional provisions of impeachment... Uh, the U.S. federal impeachment process, and then historical instances of previous U.S. federal impeachment. So that will be in part two. Um, yeah, and then I guess with all that context, we'll also give our closing comments and opinions about this course, matter. Definitely. Right, yes. and by the time we end up being able to touch on that, there's going to be more information that's come out um, as this is a ongoing investigation, yeah, ongoing we'll, inquiry. Course, so. Yeah, we'll of course have a follow-on that, like, I mean, depending on how long this is, either towards the end of it or maybe midway through it who knows we'll have another um, episode kind of just you know slowly compiling stuff that's happened along the way exactly um, so with that like I said next week's um, is going to be on, our next part is going to be on those three things uh, our email again uh, we love we, we want feedback we want to know um, what specific topics you want us to talk about um, we, we want to know what we're doing right what we're doing wrong um, that's going to be the period symposium period pod at gmail.com. That's T H E period S Y M P O S I U M dot P O D at gmail.com. Um, our platforms that we're currently on at this time, this date is Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, breaker, pocket cast, radio public, 
And the three that we're working on currently are Overcast, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Um, so those are the three platforms that uh, hopefully with time we'll be back up on. Um, so feel free to share this with your friends, family, coworkers, anybody. Um, uh, political opponents. Political opponents or, or friends. Uh, Sometimes it's the same said. thing. <laughs> but uh, give us a review as well if there's a way to review on uh, the applications. Yes. And like, like I said, uh, we appreciate uh, feedback. Uh, this has been Jeremiah, uh, Arthur, and James. Feel free to call us out. Yep. Send us anything that we didn't cover. Yep. Send definitely. us uh, send us stuff that proves us wrong. I want to see it. Definitely. I, we need the information. Yes. Signing off. <laughs>